Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, H Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros. With your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Here's Bulky and Blubber. What's up, H-Town? Welcome to episode 17 and a half of the Believe in Astros podcast on Believe Podcasting Network. I'm Jeff Bulky, my partner, of course, Jeff Blum. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and of course, YouTube, where you can see our bright, sunny faces and apparently Blum's brand new division oh, yeah. winner cap, which is super right styling. Got to no, dig they that. They do a good job. The, you know the my Astros obs- hooked us you, up. You have, I've got my obsession with hats, so that's that's got to be next on the list. Uh, so well, that, that'll. Yesterday was actually, I mean, other than the the game was terrible, but the it was actually a good day for me because I showed up. I have a uh, Western Division, the West is ours T shirt, and then nice. the Astros hooked me up with this division winning hat, and then I found this, the Astrodome oh. bobble with the roof <laughs> no. that comes off. Yeah, no. so I was super what? stoked to be able to find that. Yeah, where did you get that? Was uh, they that in gave the shop? them away a while ago, but uh, I had left mine at the booth and I found it. Oh, <laughs> so score! Super jealous. My latest is the. It's back there. You can see the uh, Lance McCullers. Oh yeah, dude, that was space rad. Bubble. Space bobble with his dogs, which ironically kind of look like my three dogs. Weirdly, oh wow, uh, with the space helmets on, so it's nice. Um, Obviously, guys, give us a follow uh, at Believe in Astros, B L E A V I N Astros. And I'm at Jeff Balky and uh, Blummer's at Blummer27. Uh, send us all your thoughts and everything. We're going to try to do some mailbag stuff every week uh, as you send us questions. So be sure to do that. And obviously, hit subscribe and like everywhere. Uh, and give us good ratings because we are actually trying our best. I was gonna say no, we are really good. good at this. Let's just say but, we're good. But I was gonna—I was just gonna be. <laughs> let's be honest. All right. So just to quickly start, uh, we've seen a couple of uh, iffy outings from Framber Valdez. Um, sh- are we worried about this at all as we close in on the postseason? Or how should we feel about this? Um. Well, I'm gonna discount the Baltimore series just because Baltimore was whack. It was uh, that, yeah, was, that a was a sideways insane. series. Just both offensively. I mean, eventually the offense showed right. up and battled and won a couple of games, but yeah. you saw some shaky outings from the bullpen. You know, Montero yeah. and Harris. Uh, you know, even you know they had some iffy outings. But I just give credit to the Baltimore Orioles for playing great baseball for that week. But at the same time, you know, Framber Valdez had that uh, cons- uh, consecutive quality start streak snapped yeah. in Baltimore. They racked up eleven hits on him. The only thing that I'm not concerned, but if if my ears were kind of perked a little bit or I was kind of looking sideways at some of the numbers, it would be the the amount of hits in the last two games against him, I think, are totaling up to 20 now. And mm. I think the way the ball has been hit, because you'll hear a lot of guys, you know, they may be pitching a great line, have six innings of two earned runs, but the exit velocities are very concerning. And that's where... I think in that start that we just saw with Fromber, the way the ball was coming off the bat from Tampa Bay, who is a very light-hitting team for a playoff yeah. team, was hitting the ball extremely hard against him. That was the only thing that I kind of saw where I was like, hmm, maybe he's just leaving some pitches out over the plate because he's not as focused. But again, I'm not I'm not as concerned because Fromber has the stuff. It's just a right. matter of him locking it down and making it happen. 
That's and that seems like the way it is with a lot of pitchers. It's like it would be one yeah. thing you'd worry about a guy who's been kind of getting through maybe without the best stuff, but Fromber's one of those guys with elite stuff, and those are the guys usually that have the ability to turn it around. But it'll be interesting to watch. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about odds. Uh, you know, I, I I did a little bit of research to find out what the preseason odds were. And I mm-hmm. found there were two things I found really interesting. First of all, the Astros preseason win total was 91.5. I wish I would have known that because I would have definitely gotten in <laughs> on the over of that one. Um, not that I gamble, but, you know, for all intents and purposes. But um, the other one is is how highly ranked the Blue Jays were. I mean, almost mm-hmm. everybody I saw in the rankings were calling for the Blue Jays to be one of the best teams in baseball. A lot of them were saying that they were they were their World Series pick for a lot of people. Um, so it was a couple of surprising things. The other thing, too, is that ve- with, with very few exceptions, even though the Astros were number two in the odds to reach the World Series, with very few exceptions did I see anyone picking them as a World Series team early on. Um, I just wonder, in the preseason, do, do players really even think about odds or what I mean I do they even read newspapers like do they give do they care at all about any of this stuff I know some guys probably do but like what is what is the general thing with with stuff like that so this is where I think the generation of ball player changes a little bit because mm. the tail end of my career was you know when social media was starting to take off you know the 2010s yeah. when uh, Twitter starts you know coming into play yeah. And uh, Facebook was already there. But, you know, when you start to see Twitter and the instantaneous news, the the ability to bet online on an app on your phone, we didn't have that kind of stuff. And we didn't pay attention to it, to be honest with you. You had, you know, Baseball Prospectus, you had Baseball America, you had fan graphs, but you kind of looked at it and you're like, nah, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Where do they come up with this stuff? We're just going to go play baseball and go win. But I think nowadays, those guys might actually see it. They might pay attention to it a little bit Mm -hmm. because somebody's going to tweet it at them or tag them in a photo and say, these are the odds. And, uh, you know, because it's good banter for us to be able to have something to talk about and something to compare the end of the season to the preseason and say who was right, who wasn't, how great, how do they overachieve, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know if they do pay too much attention to it, but I Mm -hmm. think that if, if I were in that Astros locker room, and we already knew we were good because when they have their spring training meetings, it's not like, you know, the the Oakland A's or the Seattle Mariners were like, man, we got to find a way to compete. The Astros show up and they say, okay, we're going to win the West. After we win the West, we're going to, you know, we're going to go through the division series, championship series, and go to the World Series. That's their intent, and that's where I think the Astros maybe said we have a chance. Halfway through the season, after they beat the New York Yankees, they probably went, we got a real good chance. Mm-hmm. And I think now at the end of the season, understanding how good they are and what the record is and and how they've beaten teams, they're probably thinking that they've got a very, very good chance like you and I do. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's the case. You know, one thing that, that has come into play for a lot of people that I've heard people talk about a lot is the fantasy sports element. That wasn't there back... Yeah. I, mean, I don't really play fantasy sports that much. I have a couple of times, but... I've got to think that seeps in a little because these guys do play fantasy football with one another, as we mm-hmm. learned, <laughs> as we learned earlier this year in the in the near fight that occurred over a, a trade a year ago. But um, I, it's interesting to me that uh, that these things are now because a lot, of, like you said, it's a different generation. These guys are in social media; they are 
active digitally. They do see these things going on. Um, I've got to believe for some of them, I don't necessarily think it affects them psychologically. You know, I mean, guys that make it to the major leagues, they, they're, they're tough enough mentally that they can handle that kind of stuff. But it is interesting to me that you've got guys, uh, you know, sitting around chatting about their fantasy scores. I mean, well, hell, even the even the like when the the NBA and MLB and like Madden football comes out, they're like, "What's my yeah, score?" Your rankings. No, yeah. it's my ranking. It's it's really kind of funny because that's stuff I'm sure you never had to deal with, and and it's just adds oh, another man. layer to the really bizarre and complex world of social media. No, it's hilarious. Yeah, you know, when you first got called up, you just wanted a baseball card, and then by the end of my career, you <laughs> right. you know, you wanted to actually be on the roster that was on the video game, and and now it's you know, am I on the Legends team or you know, what is right. my what is my historic player look like? But I'm sure that these guys look at their ratings. You know, what is my curveball rating out out on uh, you know, <laughs> EA Sports or whatever it is. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely changed a little bit, but still the same idea. You just want to be recognized for how well you play. What do you look like in the list? <laughs> how, how, no what does your character? You don't know? Okay. Oh, no. People send Listen me screenshots every once in a while, but I just hope that it's an, an Adonis-type figure that uh, I never was. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, t- let me tell you this. There will be research before next week. We're oh, going to find go. out. We're going to find out. <laughs> What Jeff Blum legacy character looks like because this oh. has absolutely got to be a part of this. So we've got the AL clinched, wrapped up, five games left. Uh, they're they're I don't think they're there. Looks like now they're not going to hit their best record ever, which is fine. Um, yeah. What do what do they do at this point? Like how do they treat <laughs> these final five games? I mean, are they going to give guys a bunch of days off? Or they? I mean, what? How do? You, how would you do it if you were managing this team? If I was managing this team, I would definitely have a schedule for the next uh, five days, and I would let these guys know exactly what they're doing. I know that's a little bit different for Dusty because we've heard reports that he's going to play his horses for the rest of the season, and uh, he wants to go out and win (laughs) as many games as he possibly can. I understand that as a manager, but at the same time, you know what is the end goal right here? The end goal is to make sure that you're 100% healthy, active, ready, and going into the postseason with a full head of steam. And I think the way that you do do that – as you pull these guys individually, like an Alex Bregman, what numbers do you want to get to? How many games do you think that's going to be able to, or you're going to need yeah. to get to the point? And then you say, how about we give you two, you know, a day off in the Tampa series, a day off in the Philly series, and then we just give you those five days to make sure that you're right for the playoffs. If we can do that, Skip. That's great. Jose, how, you want to get to 30 home runs? Let's do this, and we'll give you a day off in the Philly series. You know, that's how the conversation mm-hmm. has to go because it has to be part manager part training staff, and then it has to be a lot of player in there that has to be involved because, like you said, playoff playoff clinch, yep. AL West, yep. Best record in the American League, home field advantage, yep. Okay, now what do we need to do? Then it becomes a little more individual, and I think it's good to be greedy like that because you know, yeah. you're going to get paid based on numbers, and you're going to develop a legacy, and you're going to develop the back of your baseball card on what you do through the regular <laughs> season. And if you actually achieve those goals, think about the confidence it's going to give these guys going into the postseason, knowing that Jose Altuve has 30 bombs and you know sets the American League record for leadoff home runs with 13. I mean, that would be phenomenal for him to be able to go out there and claim. But at the same time, you've got to be very careful and watch these guys because we saw Jordan take a swing and everybody in mm-hmm. Houston took mm-hmm. a collective gasp. And we don't need those gasps anymore. No. We, we need to make sure that they're 100% raring to go and fired up. 
Never mind the players. The fans don't need it. Like, oh, we man. don't want to send, yeah, the when, last I, when thing the, we when the color is, guy falls out of his chair, it's not a good thing. <laughs> you, do, you don't want to go into the offseason yeah, like, injured. Oh. You don't you don't you don't want to go in with like a torn uh rotator cuff because you tried to hold yourself up. Like that's not that's not yeah. how you play golf in the offseason. No, you can't have no. that. You always you want you want you want in season injuries, not off season ending right. injuries. We always said that. That's exactly right. So uh last thing, um the the Rays still have something to play for. Obviously. Yeah. There's still some I mean, it looks pretty much clear now that, that Toronto's gonna end up uh, being the number four, but it's between Seattle and and it's a difference, right? Because uh, oh, yeah. whoever flip flops in that position, it's the difference playing the between playing the Guardians and the Blue Jays. Very different types of ball clubs. So the Rays are obviously going to be trying to win everything. The Phillies are out there; they're still trying to win. So you know, it wouldn't be a shocker if the Astros went out there and just you know kind of laid an egg over the last five games. <laughs> I mean, given the fact that they've clinched in the others, but that doesn't really feel like the Astros to me. Like this is doesn't feel like a team that's just kind of like, eh. Now maybe they might not run as hard down first base. Nobody wants to pull a hamstring or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I get the feeling this is a team that just has has a lot of pride about yeah. playing these games, and they don't really want. You know, they they're not going to go out there and make themselves look silly. They're going to, you know, if they lose, who cares? It's not going to be a big deal. But I don't think they're going to go out there and be like, eh. You know, let's just let's just let these guys roll because there is, you know, there's some personal pride on the line here. Yeah, and nobody likes to get pushed around, you know. No. And, and they also know that they have a little bit of a reputation to uphold too. And I think that these guys, like I said, don't want to get pushed around. They'll get pushed and they'll be like, you know what? Okay, we're done with this. And then they'll start to push back, like yeah. we saw in that Baltimore series. Yeah, agreed. But uh it's really interesting the way it's shaken out because, like you're right, the New York Yankees, as it stands today, would play either Tampa Bay or the Guardians. Mm-hmm. And is that an easier matchup than the Jays and Mariners, who the Astros would have to end up facing? So I don't know. It's a I tough. Wish it's that gonna they, be tough. It's going to be really tough. But I also wish that they would reseed after this wild card round and allow the better record to play the lesser record. If you know, one hundred percent. I cannot stand. It's the same thing in the NBA. This idea of the division winners get the benefit of seeding just because they won the division. It's just silly. Yeah. You know, what if you're in a terrible division, right? I mean, it doesn't, you know, that's part of the deal. So to me, like the Astros are in a terrible division, but, well, ish, the Mariners are good, but they're yeah, but basically they maximized it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it. They won. They won lots of games. It's not like you basically just eclipsed 500 and won yeah. your division. So now you get the advantage. I'm 100% in agreement with you. I think reseeding is is the smartest thing to do. I think they should reseed after every round, frankly. I think that way mm-hmm. you, you keep it the the best teams with the best records are the ones that that wait until the very end to face each other. Um and that is to me that's best for never mind for uh for the for the integrity of the game. It's great for watching because yeah. when you got the, legitimately at the end if you've got okay, these guys have the two best records in baseball. And they're facing off in the in the World Series or even in the in the championship series. Uh, that's a big deal, I think, for most fans. All right, Blummer, any final thoughts? I mean, you got uh, you've only got five games left. Forget about the Astros; they're going to the postseason. But you've got uh, five games, and then the off season, man. Yeah, well, t- truth be told, I've got the off day today that we're recording this. It's going to be a national game, so shh. That's right. Yeah, there's going to be some upset fans. 
But you'll have us the rest of the way. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you'll have us to finish off the nice. season. But it is always uh, a little concerning. And I don't. If you were at the ball game yesterday, they put up. The, you know, they play. I've got friends in low places, and they put me on the big screen. <laughs> and I pointed to my watch, and I said, four more games, and I will be in the stands <laughs> chugging a beer." So there are some. You know, there is a nice. silver lining to not working the postseason that I get to yes. be a fan and I get to chug a couple yeah. of beers with everybody out there and be in that uh, right. lower and bowl. You, and enjoying playoffs don't have to review a bunch of stats every day don't have to do show prep as you can just you, get out there and watch if you're the like game. me and but if you're like me and most fans you're still looking yeah. at numbers you're still oh, calculating course. what's going on in your head trying to predict Absolutely. and anticipate so it's just going to be with the, maybe a little bit uh, a little bit of uh, liquid uh, courage mixed in there <laughs> now that yeah. that i 100 percent understand <laughs> All right, Blummer, thanks so much. Guys, everybody, thanks for watching and listening. Give us a follow. Obviously, hit subscribe uh, on YouTube. And uh, send us some questions. And we're, as we get ready for the postseason, there's a lot going on. So let us know what you're thinking. Thanks a bunch. And we will talk to you next time. Go Astros. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.